0: In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. If anybody any place ever called you a traitor, I suspect that you would be deeply offended. We usually think of betrayal as some fantastic act of treachery. And thinking that way makes betrayal somebody else's sin. We're not like that, we say. But actually, betrayal is much more common than we think. Often it starts with a small, self-righteous irritation. I'm better than this and I deserve more. Then betrayal chafes. Nobody can treat me that way. Betrayal presumes. I could do better. Betrayal asserts, they don't care about me anymore. Betrayal indulges itself, even believing in lies. I've got to stand up for myself. Betrayal makes excuses. They are only getting what they deserve. And finally, betrayal creates distance. I wash my hands of all of them. Played out in this way, betrayal is its own form of death. It starts with a lack of gratitude as gifts from the past are forgotten. It ends with hard-heartedness and hatred as the self-righteous demands of the present erase anything else that matters. When betrayal lives, love dies. Certainly, this is the story of Judas, and we all know that. Judas had had the chance to be one of the 12 forever, but he lost it all for selling Jesus at the cost of a slave, 30 pieces of silver, Still, even on Monday Thursday, it's too easy to pin all of this on Jesus. Betrayal is our story. It is the story of how we treat each other, and it is the story of how we treat our God. Betrayal is the original sin. What else is the fall but a self-righteous irritation? I'm better than this and I deserve more. What else is the fall but chafing and presuming and asserting and indulging? And believing in lies from the mouth of a snake and forgetting all the gifts that have been given? God and garden and life together. What else is the fall but creating distance and killing love and then making excuses for all of it? The woman, she made me do it. The snake, he talked to me. All of that makes Monday Thursday our story. But then there is Jesus, who is our story's undoing and its redoing. Though Jesus is just like us in flesh and blood, Jesus is our opposite in will and action, especially on a night like tonight. He is Eden when we are not. He is Adam when we are snake. He is life when we are death. Never is he self-righteous, not my will but thine be done. Never chafing, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Never presuming, emptying himself, he took the form of a servant. Never asserting, like a lamb led to slaughter, he opened not his mouth. Never lying. He was truth, and come what may, he was in God's hands. And never giving us what we deserve. God is love, and there is no wrath in his nature. Jesus ends this Lenten quarantine these 40 days. As the victim of our fantastic act of treachery. As the victim of our fall. But here is the gospel. Though he knows that you have betrayed him. He's come back again tonight. To do for you what he has been doing for others all Lent long, to do for you what he did for Nicodemus and the woman at the well and the blind man at the pool of Siloam and for dead Lazarus. He is here again tonight to close the gap between him and you. There is no way that you can get closer to Jesus than in the Eucharist he gives tonight. There, by putting his own body and his own blood into you, there is no distance between him and you. He puts it there for your healing and for your life together with him and with each other. And when you leave this altar tonight, there is nothing so joyful as his Eucharistia, A rejoicing in the gift he gives, body and blood that propels you from his altar out into his world for the good of his church. It's not about you. It is never about you. If it is about you, it is a sure path to betrayal. The Eucharist is the great anti-betrayal. It is love in the midst of treachery. It is presence in the face of threat. It is life in the face of certain death. The Eucharist is its own kind of life. The Eucharist is the only life. The Eucharist, my friends, is all there is. There is nothing else. The Eucharist is Christ. It is Eden here and now. Until someday your death moves you to Eden then and there. The Eucharist, thank God, is a fresh start for every one of us here tonight. It is forgiveness without conditions or cost where we are mystically bound to Jesus and his Father and his Spirit, where we we are mysteriously united with the people around us here and all around the world in his church, where we are spiritually filled by his presence and physically healed toward our resurrection in body and blood, with his body and blood. And it happens nowhere else. Here lies our life and our salvation. A friend of mine, Fred Needner says, we know that we have overcome the treachery of this night when we begin naming our boys Judas again Perhaps for us, we will know that we have overcome the treachery of this night. When we too begin naming our kids after those who have betrayed us, in the world and in our town and at work and in our congregation, we know that we have overcome the treachery of this night when we begin naming our kids after those whom we hate most. Naming names like that would be a mark of love. And then life would have begun again. It would be a mark that even Jesus' own betrayal has been drawn into the service of the gospel and that even those we hate have seen our other cheek turned toward them. It would be a mark that evil has not had the last word. It would be a fresh start all around. That we are done with self-righteous irritation and with chafing and presuming and asserting and indulging and believing lies, even lies from the mouth of a snake. That we are done forgetting the gifts that have been given, given us, God and garden and the Eucharist and the church that we were done with hard-heartedness and done with distance and done with killing love for sport and certainly done making excuses for it all. That we were done and then redone and redeemed and strengthened and forgiven and loved and blessed and mystically put together with Christ and with his church. And all tonight, and at his altar, and then out the door, in love for God and service to each other. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.